This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc. Welcome to week one in our new series, Going the Distance. I want to pray one more time that we're going to get into this. Father, help us today at all of our campuses. God, let our hearts be open. God, I pray for laser-like focus that we would not be distracted with, God, all the stuff that distracts us. God, I pray that we will leave this place changed, made better, with hope in our hearts that, God, it truly is going to be better. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen and amen. I, I'm so excited about the weeks ahead, and today we're just launching this series, and I'm going to give some foundational stuff, but, but, but let me first of all just define what going the distance means. I came across these definitions, and this will help frame kind of where we're going in the, in the next few weeks. Here, here's, here's one definition of, of going, the dis- going the distance, uh, doing what it takes to finish without quitting. That's what we're going to be talking about, doing what it takes to finish without quitting. Quitting. Here's, a, here's another definition. Completing something despite hardship. That's good. Uh, I like this one. Uh, a course of action from beginning to end with, I catch this, unwavering resolve. That's what it means to go the distance. Unwavering resolve. Here, here's, here's our last definition we'll work with in framing this. It's a made-up mind determined to endure, to endure to the end of of a thing. You know, this whole idea of enduring or this whole idea of going the distance is one of the main themes in the book of Hebrews and the New Testament of your, your Bible. Uh, we read it a few months ago. I would encourage you maybe to go back and maybe make the, in the next couple of weeks, it wouldn't take long to do it, to read that, 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 that book in the Bible, Hebrews, and, and just the, the context of, of this idea of going the distance. In fact, we find our theme verses that we're going to use for the next several weeks uh, in the book of Hebrews and see if you can't see those definitions coming to life here as we read our, our opening uh, theme verse. Hebrews 10, 35. Notice what it says here. This is written to, to believers in their day. They were Jewish believers. So this is written to us. This is God speaking to us. It says, therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have, here it is, for you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. It goes on to say, verse 38, now the just shall live by, by faith. Faith is not a sermon or a teaching. Faith is actually a lifestyle we are to live. The just shall live by faith. If anyone draws back, God says, my soul has no pleasure in him, I really like verse 39. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, that means destruction, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul, to the saving of the soul. We are not of those who draw back. Uh, the big idea today is that when it comes to our relationship with God, here it is, this is what we're going to talk about today. It's finishing what you started that really, really matters. It's not really how you start. It's really how you finish 
that really matters when it comes to your relationship with God. So with that idea, let me read again verse 39 of Hebrews 10. And I want to read it out of the message translation. I love this translation. It says, but we're not quitters who, who lose out. Oh, no. Somebody shout, oh, no. We'll stay with it. Come on, go the distance and survive trusting all the way. Trusting all the way. The whole book of Hebrews, is the whole theme is about endurance and going the distance because it really does matter how you, you finish. Let me give you quickly, as we're laying foundation uh, for this series, let me give you three truths from these verses that we just read uh, with this concept of going the distance. Here's the first one. Uh, going the distance, number one, going the distance is the pathway to God's promises. Going the distance is the pathway to God's promises. Now, that should, that should grab our attention because most of us here at all the campuses would, 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 would probably agree that our desire is to see God's promises uh, come, to, come to pass in our lives. You know, there's nothing more frustrating than, than, than to tell me that I can be healed and delivered and have a great marriage and have great finances and have all this stuff but never see it happen in my life. And yet God has promised all those things. So how is it that I get those things to manifest in my life? And I'm here to tell you, here it is. Going the distance is the pathway to getting the Bible to work in your life, to getting God's promises to manifest in your life. It is a lifestyle that is committed to going the distance. It is the lifestyle then that experiences the promised blessings. And we see, we read it a while ago. Look at verse 36, but I'm going to read it out of the Living Translation, New Living Translation. Notice what the writer says, patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will then, once you've gone the distance, once you're committed to going the distance, then you will receive, then you'll have a lifestyle of the promises of God in your life. Um, it goes on to verse 39, and it says, But we are not of those who draw back, but we're people who have faith and are saved. We, we don't quit. We don't, we don't draw back. No, we go the distance. And when we go the distance, we are saved. Now, now that we're saved there does not mean eternal life. That word saved there is, 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 is defined as safe. It has nothing to do with eternal life. This is the Bible saying when you go to the, dip, the distance with God in your relationship with God, it brings safety into your life. This word safe means to, to keep safe. It, means, it also means to protect from loss or damage. It also means to gain, to obtain and to possess. So notice when we go the distance, when we have a lifestyle that's committed to going the distance with God, then, then God's promises begin to work in our life. We are safe from, from loss and danger and we gain and we obtain and we possess. You know, this is throughout the Bible. Most of you would know this verse in Galatians 6, 9. It, it bears this truth out again. And let us not get tired of doing what is right. Come on, go the distance. For after a while, we will what? Repay, repay harvest of blessing if we don't get discouraged and give 
Give up. I, I'm here to tell you, we, we want the promises of God. We want God's involvement in our life. We want to see the Bible work. And I'm here to tell you, it's, it's, it's finishing. It's going the distance. It's a, a, a lifestyle that's committed to finishing what you've started in your relationship with God. God has called you. Listen, God has called you to a good life, a blessed life, a victorious life, a life full of His promises. And it's when you go the distance, according to the Bible, that allows you to begin to experience the promises of God. Here's the second truth. The second truth. Uh, you didn't shout on the first point. You're probably really not going to shout on this point. But here's the second truth of these verses we just read is, number two, failing to go the distance ruins your life. Yeah, I got one amen, but I didn't think I'd give even that. That's a miracle right there. I don't know what the other campus is. Now, that's pretty, pretty straightforward. That's pretty sobering. But you've got to hear it. I'm, I'm a, I, I, I teach, preach the Bible. I'm here to not tell you what I think. I'm here to tell you what the Bible says. And here, here's what it bears out. Failing to go the distance. When you stop, when you quit, when you pull back, when you hold back, when you just try to play the comfortable thing, it really does ruin your life. Hebrews 10, 38. 39, if anyone draws back, my soul shall not have pleasure. God speaking, I have pleasure in him, but we are not of those who, watch, draws back to destruction. Anytime you hold back on your relationship with God, anytime you pull back on your relationship to God, the Bible says it leads to destruction. Now, that word destruction there means to ruin. That's the reason why we come up with that point. It means to ruin. It means to waste. It means to lose out. But here's, here's, a, here's, a, here's a, even a greater description or definition of that word destruction. It means to become miserable. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's kind of like, like where most of us are at. It's like, could it be that maybe our misery is simply because we're not giving God everything we, we have? Because when you don't go the distance, when you're not all in, the Bible's very clear. It just leads to a ruined, wasted, miserable life. And somebody needs to say that and somebody needs to help somebody so that we can get out of that ditch of, of misery. Can you, can you tap your neighbor at all of our locations and say, I think he's talking to you uh, today. I think he's talking to you. We ruin our lives. We live miserable lives when we fail to go the distance and living a life that's fully committed to God. Uh, nothing good. I've been working on this for quite a while, this, this thought. Actually, 24 years I've been working on this thought. That's how long I've been pastoring this, this church. Nothing good happens when we walk out on our love for God. Nothing, nothing good. Did, did you hear me? Nothing good. Nothing good happens when we walk out on our, our passionate, fiery, committed love for God. You know, there was an old rock song written back in the 70s. So you'd have to be probably in your later 40s to, to remember this. Most of you are too young or too holy to know it, but... But the title of the song, some of you might remember, probably some of you in Madeira. The title of the song is, uh, There Must Be 50 Ways to Leave 
You love her. And as I was preparing this, this message, I, 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 just, I just had a flashback to the 70s and my Chevy Stepside and driving down the road with the windows down and listening to, to, to Paul Simon's song, There Must Be 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. Uh, for those who don't know it, let me give you just the chorus, the, the lyrics. Uh, I'm not going to sing it. No, I'm not going to sing it. But uh, here's, here's the word. The words, the words kind of go like this. Just slip out the back, Jack. Make a new plan, Stan. You don't need to be coy, Roy. <laughs> Just get yourself free. Hop on the bus, Gus. You don't need to discuss much. Just drop off the key, Lee, and get yourself free. All those that are clapping, they're over the age of 45. <laughs> 50 ways to leave your lover. For those that have never heard it, this is for, this is real music. This is for you right now at all of our campuses. Roll that, guys. 50 ways to leave your lover. You have lover. to come to celebration to get this. Just trip out the back, Jack. Make a new plan, stand. You don't need to be coy, Roy. Just get yourself free Or you hop on the bus Cause you don't need to discuss much Just drop off the key Some of you have a flashback right Slip out the back check Make a new plan stand You don't need to be caught wrong Just oh, yeah. listen to me Good old seven Hop on the bus Yourself free. Get yourself free. 50 ways to leave your... I know, I know some of you are saying, what in the world is that preacher doing? You're on the verge of getting up, taking your coffee and going home. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to connect this into what I'm talking about today. You know, me and Cherie, we've been married for 33 years. <laughs> that just is amazing. This is amazing, and um, I just, I just got to tell you, we're making no plans to leave our love for one another. We're, we're going to hang it out, hang around another year and another year, and we're going to grow old together with passion and fire. Come on, she still, she still cranks my motor. I'm telling you, oh, we are making no plans, no plans to walk out on each. Uh, plus, I got her trained. Hmm. But you know, I'll tell you this. I've been pastoring for uh, 24 years. And I've been pastoring long enough to say I was there when Jack slipped out the back. I was there when, when Stan made new plans. I was there when Gus got on the bus, and he didn't discuss much. He didn't tell us he's leaving. And I was there when Lee dropped off the key. Um, what I'm trying to say is I've watched so many people come and go. I've watched so many people start out well only to end bad. 
I've watched so many leave their love. I'm not talking about leaving a church. I'm talking about leaving their passion. Because leaving the church is usually just a byproduct of people losing their passion and their love for God. And I've, I've watched, I've been around long enough to watch them get on the bus, to turn in the key, to, to, to be coy, quietly slip out, and, and, and nothing good ever happens. And people pull back and people lose their love and passion for the things of God. And I, I just feel like I need to take a moment and talk to people who feel like, feel like quitting at all of our campuses. Uh, now, you would, never, you would never call it that. You would never say that. We're smarter than that. Uh, so I'm talking to people who feel like maybe dialing their commitment back God, uh, taking a break, we might say. We might, we might say, uh, stopping, I need a time out, I need to stop for a bit, or chilling out for a season, you know, just tone it down, which is still all code words for I'm, I'm quitting. I've, I've heard it all for all these years. I'm talking to people today who've been following God long enough to know that sometimes this journey gets hard, it gets difficult. Sometimes it, it, it just doesn't look like things are, are working, and so you start out following, trusting God. You're excited, but somehow in the process, you, you just get lost, and you get confused, and you, you don't understand, and things don't begin to make sense anymore. And so you feel like this journey with God has just gotten complicated and difficult and uncomfortable and inconvenient. And so the next step is you just feel like, I, I just need to take a break. I just need to take a break and dial back my level of commitment in uh, my passion and my love for God, or at the very least, at the very least, just take a quick time out. Uh, I mean, I still love God. Don't get me wrong. I still, yeah, right. I still love God. Uh, but I'm just a little bit too involved with this this Jesus stuff. I, I need somebody to hear me today. Uh, to all those who feel like pulling back, toning it down, dialing it back a bit, taking a break, taking a time out, you need to understand this important truth. God is really, really a bad accessory. He just doesn't make a good necklace. He's just not good at being a wristwatch to just, to, just, to just being some kind of an addition to your life. You want to talk about being more frustrated? Just start off in a relationship with God and just tone it down and dial it back and pull back. You will absolutely be ruined and miserable in your life. In fact, Jesus, I know it's quiet. I know it's a tough point. But even Jesus himself said... In the book of Revelations, I wish you were on or off, hot or cold, because if you're neither, it's just not going to work out very well for you. You, you remember when he said that, right? Well, he kind of said it a different way. He says, really, really what happens is you make me sick and I just want to vomit you out of my, my mouth. That's actually what it really says. So I just want to caution people today. I just want to warn people today, in my journey of experience of leading and pastoring and helping people who start off strong, who, 
who, who, who have good dreams and intentions and they're fired up. I, I just, I just want to caution people that, that if you're in one of these seasons of feeling like you need to pull back and, and, uh, and, and dial it back, I'm here to tell you it's only going to make things worse. You will only be more miserable and more frustrated because, hear me, I know you don't like this, some of you, nothing, nothing good ever happens for those who pull back. I've never seen, I've never seen any good come out of anything when somebody says, I just need to take a time out. I just need to pull back. I just need, I just need to, I need to stop, I need to start, stop serving and helping and do it. There's just nothing that, that, see, see, don't pull back. Don't dial it back. Don't chill out. Don't take a break. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't ruin your life. You weren't designed to find a comfortable, manageable place in life so that you can just survive. You were made to go the distance. You were created to go. You were created to start strong and to finish strong. Keep moving. Keep progressing. Keep believing. Keep trusting. Because I'm here to tell you, the Bible says it. If you pull back, you're going to find your life in places of misery and destruction. It ruins your life. That's good preaching, Pastor. Thank you for helping me this morning. Here's the third thing. Hopefully you'll get happy with this. In our text, in our reading, the truth, going the distance, number three, is what you were made for. I, I just got to help you to understand that you were made for the going, that you weren't made to start something and quit something. You weren't made to start something and, and then just find a place to get comfortable. You were, you were made to go. The distance, Hebrews 10.39 says it this way, but we are not of those who draw back. You know, my assignment in this message series over the next couple of weeks, that's what I feel like, like God wants me to get into your heart, to get in your thoughts, that, that, that we are not, come on, celebration, we are not of those who draw back. We, we, don't, we don't quit. We, we don't give up. We don't quit believing. We don't quit trusting. We don't quit obeying God. Come on. We are not of those who draw back. We're, we're not going to quit on God. We're not going to quit on the God dreams. We're not going to quit on the God purpose. We're made to go the distance. Come on. Good enough is not good enough. We're made to go the distance. Now, I get it. I understand. I understand why, why there's not more cheering and more excitement when I teach that. I understand because that, that really is the tension that we all struggle with. And hear me out. I'm, I'm, I'm getting close. I'm going to wrap this up. But, but, but there's, there, there's a tension in our journey and our walk with God. As Christ followers, this is actually the battle. This is actually the tension uh, uh, do I believe for more or do I just settle with where I'm at? Uh, do, do I go the distance or is this good enough? Do I dial it back right here? Do I just live right here? And uh, it doesn't take long to see the struggle in human behavior throughout the Bible. And uh, there's one particular story that really shows this really well. And I want to close 
this, this service today with this story. We all know about Abraham, right? We, if you've been in the church very long, uh, you know about Abraham. If he was raised in church back when I was raised in church, we used to sing a song. Father Abraham, right? How many sons? How many sons had for? How many have ever heard that song? You want to sing it to you? No. And the reason why most of you never heard that song is you weren't raised in church. You were raised in the bars. And that's exciting. But it doesn't take long to be in church or read your Bible. And you're going to find Abraham. See, see Abraham is one of the heroes of faith. He's, he's known as the father of faith. And, and God used this man to, to birth the whole Jewish nation. And I, I want you just, just to notice that when God began to initiate relationship with Abraham, who was a, a very ungodly man at the time, I want you to notice what God asked of Abraham. And I think it's going to help us today. As, as we begin to close the service, Genesis 12, verse 1. The Lord said to Abram, leave your land, your relatives, and your father's home, and go, and go, and I could just hear, go the distance in this. Go to the land that I will show you. Now, now we've had the privilege of reading the rest of the chapters. We understand the land that God was talking about is the, is the land of Canaan. It was a land of promise. It was a land of abundance. It was a land of great uh, uh, provision. It was always God's desire to bring his people into the land of Canaan. We know it as, as a land of, that flows with milk and honey. And, and so God says, Abraham, I have a land for you. And so I need you to leave where you're at right now. And I need you to go to this land of great abundance. In fact, the Bible says that, that if you get to this land, uh, there's, there's, there's not going to be scarcity anymore. There's going to be great provision. The struggle will not be like, like you've had. And and I'm just here to tell you, not only did God have a, a place for the, the people in the old covenant, God's got this, a better place because the Bible says the new covenant is built on better promises. If God had a Canaan land for them, a land without scarcity and a land of great provision, then God has got a place for our lives that's even better and even greater. And, and he says, Abraham, he says, I need you to go to this land of Canaan and and he says, if you'll, if, you'll, if you'll go, if you'll go the distance, then this is what I'm going to do. And it says in the very next verse, God begins to make promise to him. He says, I'll make you a great nation and I'll bless you and I will make your name great. And, I, and you will be a blessing and I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. Through you, Abraham, every family on the earth will be blessed. Now... We don't have time to talk about it, but, but the truth of the matter is, is that Abraham went for it. <laughs> he, he went the distance. And you know what God did? God blessed his life. God made him. God made him a great nation. God favored him. God increased him. God gave him ridiculous wealth. God God. God blessed him with a family. God, God blessed him with, 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 with amazing things. God, God dealt with his enemies. And, and Abraham goes the distance and God, God blesses his life. And, and that's the reason why we talk about Abraham. He's the father of faith. We, we talk about Abraham. But have you ever, have you ever heard about Terah? Oh, we don't hear about Terah very much. Well, well, who in the world is Terah? Terah is Abraham's daddy. He's Abraham's father. You see, we don't talk about Terah much because Terah 
Terah, Terah didn't go the distance. You see the same promise that God makes to Abraham? Abraham, if you will go the distance, I will bless you and I will increase you and I'll make a great nation out of you. I'll make you famous. I'll, I'll, I'll deal with your enemies. Did you know that God made that same promise to Abraham's daddy, Terah? I, we, 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 don't, we don't know that because we don't read the verses that go before that, but I want you to notice in Genesis 11, just a few verses that before Genesis 12, notice what God says to Terah, which is Abraham's dad. One day Terah took his son Abram, his daughter-in-law Sarai, and his grandson-in-law, his son Haran's, Haran's child, and moved away from Ur. Now this is huge, because if you know uh, historical background, Terah and Abraham and his whole family... Their roots went very deep in the city called Ur. In fact, it was one of the greatest cities of their day. And, uh, and Terah had a business there. And, and they were very well-known and very wealthy people. And they provided a lot of the idol, idol worship for, for all that was going on in that community. And uh, they were well-known and deep roots. And, and, and we read here that, that all of a sudden, all of a sudden, that, that Terah moved away from Ur Chaldeans, and notice he was heading for the land of where? Canaan. Why was he going to Canaan? Because God showed up to him earlier and made the same promise he made to Abraham. He said, hey, I need you to leave your homeland, and I need you to go to a land that I'm going to show you. It's a promise. It's a land of abundance, and if you'll go there, I will bless your life. But notice, notice Terah headed for the land of Canaan. But notice, but they stopped at Haran and settled and settled there. And Terah lived for 205 years and died by still in Haran. Um, here's Terah on his way to Canaan. He's heard God's promise. He's, he's on his way. He, uh, he's uh, full of the dream. He's, he's, uh, he's full of the desire. But, but he gets halfway. See, Haran is only halfway between Ur and, and uh, Canaan. It's, it's about a thousand mile journey and, and Haran's about 500 miles in. And so he gets halfway and instead of going on to Canaan, like God said, he stops. He's, he's, the Bible says he, he, he settled. Now, now why, what, what in the world did, why in the world did, did Haran settle? Why did he stop? Why, why did he not go to the promise of, of Canaan? He, he started out well. He, he started out with the dream. He started out with the desire. But then he stops. He settles. He fails to go the distance. Why? Why did he stop? And I think that brings us to the question today that I really want to leave us with. Have you settled since you started? Have you settled? Since you started, you, you know, you know what I mean, right? I mean, you gave your life to God. You got fired up, right? And you couldn't put your Bible down. Man, you couldn't read it enough. I mean, you, you just was hungry to pray and, and you, was, you, was, you, you just couldn't wait to get to church to worship, right? And your hands would go up and your, the tears would fall down your face. You, you remember what it was when, when you started, right? And, I mean, you never thought about missing church. Couldn't wait to get here if the doors were open. Man, you, oh, dear Jesus. Couldn't wait to get here. And I think the question would be, have you 
have you settled since you started? I, I know you loved God a year ago, but I guess the question is, do you still love him today? Uh, I know you praised him. I know you praised him last week, but were you praising him today? Um, do you still have a heart for him like you did when you first met him? Uh, have you settled in Heron? Have you settled in areas of your life? Uh, have you settled for average when God has called you to be exceptional? Have you settled for good when God has called you to great? Have you settled for less when God's called you to do more? Listen, I'm not mad at anybody. I'm just, I'm just trying to get people to Canaan. I'm just telling you God has a better life for you. I'm just here to tell you that good is not good enough. Come on, there are dreams that God put in your heart years ago. Come on, there's desires that God put in your heart years ago. And he doesn't want you to settle. He wants you to go the distance. Have you settled for a few when God says there's many? Have you settled for just enough when we serve a God that's more than enough church celebration? Have we settled? Have you settled for what has been? Or do you desire for more? Uh, Tara and Abraham, uh, they both started out really good. They both started out the same, but they experienced different results. Hear me as I, as I wrap this up. This is so huge. I believe this is so important. Tara, he didn't go the distance. Abraham's dad didn't go the distance. The Bible says he settled and he died there. He lived like 55 years in Haran, settling in, putting his roots down in a place that God did not call him to go. Abraham, on the other hand, did what God asked him to do. Abraham went the distance and God blessed him. God prospered him. And, 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 and here it is. Here, it's right here. This is the moment I need you to hear. I need you to hear this. Don't, don't miss this. God only asked Abraham to do one thing. Celebration, please hear this. He says, Abraham, if you will go the distance, then I will bless you. I will make you great. I will prosper you. I'll protect you. I'll help you. And I'll deal with your enemies. And I hear God making the same promise to you today. All I need you to do is one thing. Just be willing to go the distance. And if you'll just go the distance and be as hungry for God today as you were when you started. It's committed today as the day when you started. It's passionate today as the day you started. God says, I will bless you. I will prosper you. I will heal you. Come on, somebody ought to get excited. I'm preaching better than you're shouting. Could anybody use some God help? Come on, could anybody use some blessing? I believe God is saying the celebration in 2017, all I need you to do. I know you're struggling. I know you're hurting. I know you're confused. I know you feel like dialing it back and pulling back and drawing back. And he said, but I need you to go the distance. 
And if you'll go the distance, if you'll be passionate and get on fire and get stirred up and begin to dream again, begin to believe again, begin to expect again, God says, I can do, I can do some crazy, crazy good things in your life. I can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ever think or imagine. God says, you can't get that at Table Mountain. You're not going to find that in your lotto tickets. God is the one that's going to fulfill your dreams. I'm going to ask you to stand all over this building and all of our campuses. Please, nobody leaving. I want you to stand because I really want you to hear me. I know when we have you stand, it's usually some people's people's excuse to exit, but please, please don't do that. I, I need to pray and I feel like I'm on assignment here at all the campuses before we turn it back to the campus pastors. I just want to, I want to just stop with this thought because I think, uh, I think so many of us are like Tara. I mean, I find myself being more like Tara than Abraham, to be honest with you. And, uh, and you might be asking the question, well, why did Tara stop? Why did he settle halfway in? And, uh, if you read the context in the Bible, uh, it's, it's pretty obvious. You see, when he gets to Haran, uh, it just so happens that the city of Haran is the same name of his, his son, Haran, that actually was Lot's dad that actually died years earlier. It was a, it was a tragic experience for, for Terah. The Bible doesn't say why he died or how he died. We just know it was a premature death. How many of you know you don't, your, your kids aren't supposed to die before you die? So this is Abraham's brother and he's dead. And, and now, now Terah comes to the city that's named. Named with the same name that his son is named. And so when he gets there, no doubt, it reminds him of this, this tragedy in his life. We, again, we don't know if it was a disease or a horrific accident. We just know it was devastating. And, and so he's, he's in the city that's named, after, named the same name as his son. And, and no doubt it's, he's come face to face with this pain. He's come face to face with this hurt. And now he's overwhelmed. And now he's, he's struggling. And now he settles. And he spends the next 55 years of his life dies in a place that God never called him to. And I think that's why we settle, don't we? We start out strong, we're on fire, we're passionate, God's dreams, and damn, somewhere in the journey, it just, just didn't work out like we thought it was going to work out. And we have a disappointment, we have a tragedy, we have a situation, and now we're, we're broken, we're hurting, and we just can't think about going on, and so we just kind of we just kind of have a time out and we just kind of dial it back and we just go into survival mood, a survival mode. And I'm just, just here to tell you, listen, you cannot allow the pain of your past, the disappointments of yesterday, keep you from a better life. God can heal your hurt. God can heal your brokenness. God can heal that ache on the inside. I'm really not preaching to you. I'm really preaching to myself because I've caught myself in just the years, years past, last few years. Life's good. God's blessed me. 
God's got more. Good enough is not good enough. And, and because uh, of hurt and pain and, and things that didn't work out, I found myself just kind of pulling back and settling and hearing. And I'm just here to tell you, I'm here to tell you, we cannot afford to settle. We've got to go the distance. So I, I'm just here today to tell you, you were made to go the distance. And the reason why many of us have, have dialed it back and, and pulled it back and, and found survival is because we're just full of pain and we're full of disappointment. We're full of hurt. And here's how I'm going to end the service. Here's what the Bible says in Psalms 34, 18. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. Is that not the most encouraging verse in all the Bible? What does that say? That's just, telling, that's just telling somebody, hey, if you're broken, if you're disappointed, if you're frustrated, God is right there. Why is he right there? Because of this next verse. Notice what it says in Psalms 147.3. He, God, is the healer of the brokenhearted. He is the one who bandages their wounds. So somebody hear me today. God wants to heal the disappointment. He wants to heal the pain, the tragedy. I don't know what you've been through. I, I, all the look, I don't know what you face, but God wants to heal it so that we can get up and go the distance. Let me pray for you. Father, God, with passion, I pray for the people of celebration at all the locations, Lord, you know. God, you know the the situation of the circumstances of the things that have sidelined, sidelined people. God, you said you're right there. You're right there in that broken place of their life. But God, you're not there to just leave them broken. You're there to heal the broken. God, I believe this is why so many of us have just dialed it back and pulled back. But today, God, I believe that healing is flowing into people's lives and people's relationships and, and people's families God, and all of our locations God, I pray the presence and the anointing of God to heal the broken places of our lives in Jesus name I pray amen and amen and amen oh come on I don't know if I preach it like I, I feel it, but you give me a couple more weeks of your life. I believe, I believe we're going somewhere celebration. Come on. Is anybody excited about going to distance? Hey, hey, before anybody leaves, before anybody leaves and why I spit on this front row, would, would you just bow your heads, close your eyes, just, just for a moment. Please, just out of respect for the moment that we're in, please, nobody leaving. I'm going to get you out of here. The buffet is... Is, 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 is going to still be there. The colonel's going to be selling chicken still. It's going to be okay. Hey, if you're here, I know that, I know I've been talking to, to people who are already followers of Christ, but perhaps you're here in Clovis and you, you're not following Christ. You have no relationship with Jesus. You've never surrendered your life to him. And, and uh, I'm just here to tell you, if that's you, you've already settled. And, uh, 
Today is the day we can change that. Today is the day that, 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 that you, can, you can experience what you were created to experience. You see, an outside life of Christ, a life outside of Christ is a life that is settled and a life that is lasting what God intended. And if that's you here today or you, you're here and you say, you know, I, I, I once served God, but, but I just kind of did, I, I, I did that. I slipped out the back and I got on the bus and I, I turned in the key. And I don't even know why I'm here today. But we know why you're here because it's time, it's time to get back up. It's time to rededicate your life to Jesus. If, if you're here on any of those two invitations, while believers are praying, if that's you, would you just raise your hand up high and say, hey, that's me. I need, to, I need to surrender my life to Jesus. Hold it up high. Lift it up high. Hands are going up all over this building. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God sees your hand, sir, ma'am. God sees your hand. And there's going to be a life-changing difference in your life today. All we got to do is call upon his name. You can put your hands down. If that's you today, if you lifted your hand, should have lifted your hand. If you're just here today, I want you to pray this prayer as a means of support. For those that might be praying for the first time or the hundredth time, pray the same prayer. Say, Father God, I'm done settling. I surrender my life. Come on, say it with all your heart. Say, I surrender my life to Jesus. Forgive me of all my sins. Father God, with your day, with, with, with your help from this day forward, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to serve you, and I'm going to go the distance. In Jesus' name, amen. God, let it be. Let it be. This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc.